We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Welcome to Yas Jesus. We aren't spiritual leaders. We aren't theologians. Or prophets. Or even really that sure of what we're doing. We're just two lost sinners who love the Lord. And want to open up His grace to other people who are on this journey alongside us. This isn't a tutorial on how to be Christian. But rather an exploration on what that actually means. In a safe space. Thank you, and God bless. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or ain't. Welcome to another wonderfulest episode of Yas Jesus. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Francesi, and I'm here with... Azariah Southworth. And we just want to welcome you in. Come on in. Welcome in the building. Grab a refreshment. Hi, girl. Grab a little pamphlet. It's called The Shofar. Sit down. Enjoy yourself in the pew, pew, pews. And we here at Yas Jesus want you to know that we believe more than ever that God... God enters the room purse first honey purse first he likes to tithe he likes tithing she likes the sound of the jingle money, jangle money, cash money, 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 money. lots of jingle, jingle cash jingle god cash. loves a cheerful giver <laughs> just give put it in. give give until your heart can give no more you will see how good it is when you give we're talking about tithing about 10 percent of your income or your ability or your trait you could babysit yeah you there's so many things you can give other than cash because some you, you know, just sometimes hair. you just can't afford you to can it so close yeah, yeah what clothes. can you give that's going to be a blessing to others what can you have teaching teaching yeah that's that's probably what i could give right now like financial literacy mm-hmm. is something that i could give okay so wh- how could you tithe how could you give thanks by giving a figurative 10 percent of y- your mm-hmm. wealth your bounty mm-hmm. of whatever you have in this world to someone who's more in need how could i do that i mean i i try to do it you know like i've said before i work i work at a credit union during the day and i come across people that need to be educated so that way they can just do sure. day-to-day financial things so you more take the easily extra step. i take the extra step I'm like okay do you have time okay this is what we need to do sit down log in no do this do that people. you know like and elderly people just to know that they can go on their phone and check their balance is mm-hmm. a huge deal for them or you know actually if you ever find yourself in this scenario ever again call this number you I know i always also love when i have work when I, whenever i have anything to do whenever i'm making money or i feel like i'm on top of the game there's always some sort of abundance now i need something done you know like if i need something fixed i'll go to a friend that does that job first if i need something built i'll go to a friend that does that job first and not necessarily that's not tithing because i'm still paying for a service 
this, but I also think part of my version of giving back to the community is trying to find people in my community that need the money first that can do the job. I think that that's yeah. like a, a way, a nice adjustment in, in a daily life to figure out how to give. I've always had a friend be an assistant or someone drive me around, or if I needed anything done, I've always offered it out to friends first. Yeah. Is that where you're of like tithing into your friends? Well, I used to do guerrilla gardening. Are you familiar with guerrilla gardening? No. So it's really awesome, guerrilla gardening. And there's this guy in the UK who's like an expert on it. I mean, he's got tons of books and YouTube videos and stuff if you want to check it out. But essentially what it is, is you go to a place that the city has forgotten, an empty lot or like a little portion of land where it's just mud and, and the city forgot about and you plant something there and you create a little garden in the middle of the night that you take care of. And they had commandments, which is honestly, truly the first time I thought about a commandment outside of the Bible in mm-hmm. a weird way. But he had commandments on guerrilla gardening, like, you know, thou shall not ever plant a vine near a historical building because it might grow up and ruin the foundation of the building mm-hmm. or uh, put something in a place where potentially if it died, it would start a fire or you had to have certain kind of rules for yourself that you followed every time you're guerrilla gardening. Well, one of the things that he suggested was that you, you do it in your own backyard first. Mm. And I think that that is a great example of all charity is like, if you're looking to help something, if you're looking to get involved with something, start in your own community mm-hmm. because that is how a community rises up. Yeah. Start in your own home. So if you're doing a pretty garden, put it in a place you drive by every day. So you get to appreciate it and you get to mm-hmm. see the fruits of your labor. And, you know, because when you give, you get back tenfold. I like that. I like that. But let's talk about our... Praise report and prayer request. I know, but I had to think about it first. I'm learning that if I think it and then say it, sometimes I'll say things correctly. So, praise report, prayer request. (laughs) Let's start with praise report. This one's mine. Dexter Mayfield, who is this incredible, out loud, queer, black man of size who loves to just do a runway, girl. Like, slayed it at the Marco Marker runway and made waves. Um, You've seen him in um, the Taylor Swift video, killing it in that. He's just an incredible dancer and incredible spirit. And you look at this guy and you just cannot deny the energy of just, like, awesomeness that comes out of him. Well, he is on the cover of Attitude Magazine, the biggest gig publication out of the UK. Uh, For me, you know, I'm all about like body acceptance and loving yourself and see somebody who who could just be themselves and be their different self um, Mm -hmm. out loud and proud. And you can follow him at Dex Rated. I'm just proud of him for being a cover girl, getting that cover. It's a hard thing to accomplish, especially for a person of size and especially on a gay publication. Mm -hmm. They would rather see often a straight person who's gay baiting on the cover of a gay magazine than they would rather see a gay man of size. It is tough. Trust me, um, out here in these chunky streets. And I'm just so proud of Dexter and just want to uplift him and just thank God for him being able to have that opportunity. God bless you, Dexter. Yeah, That's great. That's great. Well, I have a personal prayer request. So, I mean, we pray for you guys every week. So, I got my own that I'm bringing to the table this week. And I'm going to go visit my family. I love my family dearly, but there's a lot of triggers there for me. And one of them is that they have a picture of Donald Trump and Melania Trump sitting on the fireplace mantle in the dining room. They do not. Yes, they do. Along with a MAGA hat and a coffee mug proudly displayed (sighs) along with all the guns. So, I'm going home because I love my family so much and I'm wanting to be close with them. And in like this quarantine and COVID, 
I'm going to travel safely, wear my mask, have my sanitizer with me, you know, and I'm going to get tested before I go. But I'm going because it's made me realize that, you know, these relationships are something that aren't going to be here forever. And even though we have our differences, I just want to have some time with them. And so I have the opportunity because I work from home now and I can take my work with me. And so I'm just praying that, you know, God will control my tongue Mm. that I'll be able to recognize those triggers, those things, and to be able to manage mm. and monitor, you know? Oh, it's and so difficult. I'm like, so, it's so pain for you right now. <laughs> so that's the prayer request that I'm bringing to the table this week is that, you know, my time with my family will be fulfilling, will be healthy, and that... Uh, Azariah, what sits on my heart as you tell me this story right now, um, because I did not know your parents have that on their mantle, that's yeah. insane yeah. for you. I just want to remind you that even though they have a picture of Donald Trump and Melania Trump on their mantle, and yours would probably be RuPaul, (laughs) that besides the differences there, they also have a picture of Jesus on the mantle and with God, anything's possible. And so you do have that connection there and you can mm -hmm. reach them through their heart Mm -hmm. and just remember that let the Lord guide you when you go and put on the armor of God and just be careful. Be careful. It's so tasty and so yeah. easy to take that trigger, man. Mm-hmm. That's what they Ooh, call that it. fruit looks juicy. <laughs> I want to take a like bite of that The low-hanging fruit, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you have to rise above it, honestly, because you have to be an example of how they shouldn't be. And so if you are there with them on that level, then they'll never be able to look to you for that example. So it's hard and it's difficult and I don't envy your situation, but I do pray for you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, just pray for me. That's all. Well, maybe there's some fruit for you in the scripture of the day. <laughs> oh, that's coming um, up. Yes. We're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back with scripture out of the back. Boop, boop, boop. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas companies started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. (laughs) Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because you're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved by the founders, Doggies, Nacho, and Cerveza. (laughs) This is not your normal pet product. (laughs) They carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurting from the gym, Azzy. You might give me a little rub. Oh, yeah, you get over here. Get over here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD-infused lubricant called Knob Polish for, well, other stuff. You want to try that one out? Uh, duh. All right, let's go do that. And while we do that, you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring. You won't regret it. Make sure to use the promo code YASJESUS25 for 25% off your first order. You know what I would just do? Is I would Xerox a picture of Alec Baldwin as Trump and then just switch it <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> They won't even notice. <laughs> and then when you're looking at pictures of your nephew across the dining room table, you can have a little laugh to yourself. Oh, that brings me so much joy. I think that's the answer to my prayer. Okay, so this is, you're going to do this, right? Oh, and you're going to let us know how it goes. I love that. Oh, yes. I will do that. I will do that. I will do that. I'm oh, living. Okay. 
<laughs> you know, I one time hated this picture that it was a family picture that my family put up. Uh-huh. My mom made us, and I was an adult man. Okay, <laughs> I just want to like <laughs> preface that and say that. But my mom made us go. The four of us, because uh, my dad had left our family, you know, um, my dad's all cool with us now, but this mm-hmm. is like right at that time. Mm-hmm. And she wanted a family portrait that didn't have him with all of us in it. And I was at college, so she had to get it when I like came home or whatever. But she had me, my brother, my sister and her all wear white turtlenecks <laughs> and go to the mall and take a picture at Glamour Shots. Like, <laughs> and my brother. <laughs> ref- I want to see this. It's horrible. Can picture. this be a throwback Thursday for Maybe. you, please? <laughs> My brother refused to wear makeup. He like absolutely toxic masculinity fit uh-huh. refused to uh-huh. wear makeup. Yeah. So he has these dark circles under his eyes and like kind of like regular skin. And the rest of us are like lit like Christ. And he's like, it's horrible. But I replaced it with a picture of Mr. Clean. I, t- I cut out a picture of Mr. Clean in his white shirt from like in my grandmother's house. Like, mm-hmm. and I put it in the portrait and it, it was there for years. Like, no, it took years before she was like, what is this? Really? Yeah. They didn't like, notice. They didn't notice. It that's was just, hilarious. So I suggest you do that. And that okay. What kind of piece is that? Tell your oh, therapist that one. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into tithing. I just gave 10% of my comedy back to Azariah. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's our favorite time of the show. The scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. And you know it's so fun. God, anyone who has soul and then when they sing is like so disappointed in me when I do that. All right. So our verse of the day comes from 2 Corinthians, or as Trump says, 2 Corinthians, <laughs> chapter 9, the verse 7. <laughs> Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, so each of you must give as you made up your mind, mm-hmm. so as easily as you make up your mind. Or yes, yeah, yeah. Like so you made up your mind to be a giver. It should just be like second nature to you, right? Like just give, just give instead of like God is a reluctant giver. Like should I? Should I not? He hates that, right? Like don't, don't, don't pussyfoot this. Don't, don't hesitate. Or being like, know? remember when I gave you those shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, about yeah, the yeah, shoes yeah, I yeah, gave yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I gave you a pair yeah, of yeah. shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. To keep the freaking shoes. <laughs> I don't need your shoes. I walk barefoot. Nobody wants a gift that no, way. No, no. Everybody loves a cheerful giver, including our Heavenly Mother, our Heavenly Father. I, sometimes I give things and I'm like reluctant. I, like after I give them away, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have given them. Is that bad? Hindsight sometimes informs us differently, right? Sometimes I'm like, oh, you should just take it. I have two copies. And then I'm like, oh, but I was, I should have kept that. Yeah. I feel bad. I'm going to stop that. <laughs> you heard it here first. So today we're talking about tithing. And tithe is just a word that means a fraction, one-tenth part of something. So, mm. like a quarter means 25%, or half means 50%. So, if I'm ever talking about one-tenth, I could say a tithe of? I guess, yeah. Why okay. not? I'll get it. You're the- <laughs> Who else are you talking to? <laughs> just use it. <laughs> so, uh, we have our first tither in the Bible is Abraham. Tithing began with Abram, who is n- later known as Abraham. So, back at the beginning of the Bible, 
And this is even before the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham was called by God to travel to his homeland, which was Iraq, to a land that God had promised, which was Israel. While he's traveling, he is caught up in a war between tribes and kings, including Sodom and Gomorrah. And his nephew Lot, who we're very familiar Mm -hmm. with, um, was captured. And Abraham went to battle to get Lot and all of his stuff back. And after being victorious, getting Lot and all his stuff back, Abraham is approached by King Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Melchizedek. 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 Breaking news from the front lines, and the word is actually pronounced as Melchizedek. Melchizedek. We don't know. It's still a mystery. Oh my gosh, you're really confusing me. Melchizedek? I think it's Melchizedek. All right. So, so he is both a priest (laughs) and a king. He brings Abraham bread and wine and provides a blessing. These are some hard names. Uh, (laughs) Genesis 14, 17. After his return from the defeat of Chedalamer and his kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the Valley of Shava. That is the king's valley. The king Melchizedek of Salem brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, maker of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him 10% of everything he had. The first instance of tithing in the Bible. Well, that was easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And we also have an example with Jacob. Jacob does it too. So, Jacob is traveling, has a dream where he sees a ladder and angels climbing up and down it. So, if you've heard of Jacob's Ladder, this is where it comes from. Do you remember that toy, Jacob's Ladder? I don't remember the toy. I remember the album by David, what's his name? David Gray, I think it is. You hold, Jacob's Ladder was a toy that you would like hold a piece of wood and it would keep continuing. Oh, really? Yeah. No. I won't get you one. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm going to tithe you a toy. No, I love it. God. So God also speaks to Jacob in the dream. And when Jacob wakes up, he dedicated the place where he slept. He set up an altar and promised that he would give one-tenth of what God provided to him. So do you want to read this first, Danny? Genesis 28, 18 to 22. So Jacob rose early in the morning and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called that place Bethel. But the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, I will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear. So I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And all of that you give me, I will surely give one tenth to you. So in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, we see that tithing becomes a law for the Israelites. So, before it was just something that was done by Abraham and Jacob, but now we see it become cemented into the social norms and into the laws. So, Leviticus is the book of laws and Deuteronomy is kind of a mix of story and rules. And so, this is where we see that tithing gets codified. And so, Leviticus says that 10% of what you have belongs to God. Leviticus 27, all tithes from the land, whether the seed from the ground or the fruit from the tree are the Lord's. They are holy to the Lord. If the person wishes to redeem any of their tithes, they must add one-fifth to them. All tithes of herd and flock, every tenth one that passes underneath the shepherd's staff shall be holy to the Lord. Let no one inquire whether it is good or bad, or make a substitution for it. If one makes a substitution for it, then both it and the substitute shall be holy and cannot be redeemed. Again, Leviticus with these like strange laws to me, (laughs) always. You know, with tithing, and my mom and dad have never missed a Sunday of tithing. Never. Yeah. They were so 
adamant that they will always tithe. They will tithe before they pay their water bill. That's my point. I think sometimes that's an issue for a lot of people and especially a lot of, you know, the misuse of funds in the church too. I mean, personally, it's controversial, but I always feel like unless you are part of a church and part of a church community and fully Mm -hmm. accepted there and you're going there, then I like to tithe within my community. I like to start in my backyard like guerrilla gardening. I was helping my grandma with her finances, my nana, and Mm -hmm. going through some stuff and, and saw that she was like donating so much money every week to the church but then struggling to make other things meet and i was like no 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 we can't do this and the church can't allow people to do that either they have to encourage to give what they're able but it seems like a never-ending funnel like every church you go to has a thermometer of the new church they're building or the new you know (laughs) there's whatever it is those things are needed those things are important definitely and we want to keep our communities able but not at the cost of your own ability yeah it is 10 percent, and you know we have to realize that 10 percent of a person like my grandma that hardly has any income is you know is way less than what she was giving yeah i mean i saw where my family tithed so much that i I struggle with like talking about this just because well joel osteen's church an example that isn't even your family right joel osteen's church uh was robbed one one collection plate one time one sunday of their monies and Mm -hmm. it was 600k wow six hundred thousand dollars and doing the math on that that's 32 million a year in tithing that his church takes in yeah And for me, that's when it becomes questionable. Like, if you are tax exempt from this money and you are pulling in 32 million a year, are you required to open up shelter when there's a hurricane? Like, are you required to be there for the community that put this money in? What are people putting money into? Uh, In a way, it would almost be interesting if it was like a stock situation where they were allowed to, you know, redeem certain things for emergencies or things that they could, you know, Mm -hmm. use things Mm -hmm. because they're, they're building this community and not always allowing it. It's interesting. Well, talking about, you know, we're, we're, you know, in Leviticus and in the part where tithing becomes codified and part of the law and, you know, required giving. I mean, uh, that's, that's always been my understanding of tithing is that you have to give. If you want to be covered under God's blessing, you better be tithing. It was essential. This was uh, during this time, it was essentially a church tax too. Because, because I, I was also taught that, you know, Old Testament ways was that you sacrifice an animal, right? That's part of the tithe, you know, here in Leviticus. It says your tithes will be your flock. It will be your seeds, you know, like all of these different things. But now in modern times, you know, you know, in some circles, they're still sacrificing animals as, as a form of tithe to their God. But, you know, in most places it's monetary. And when does that become too much? You know, what about the times that you can't afford it? You know, and but see, to me, this is where the word is blurred, especially because I like to look at the Bible for what it meant for the people of that time, what it right. means for the people of today, what it means for the people of the future, but ultimately as a reflective text. I'll repeat Mm -hmm. that over and over. Uh, Looking at it at what it meant for people of the time. This was necessary in order to keep the church open, in order to keep the church flowing. And that is a truth for a lot of smaller churches around our country, too. I know I've been a part of churches that were struggling that really depended on a lot of people's tithes, but I think it could also mean inviting someone over for dinner who doesn't mm-hmm. really have dinner when your family has a little bit more food, you mm-hmm. know, or, mm-hmm. um, or bringing in that uh, pot of leftovers to your coworker and saying, here, I really wanted you to try this from the barbecue. I knew you would want to have some, and I made you some peach cobbler. Right. Just that little, that love and that love offering of showing things. My friend Britt on my birthday, like we have, I had a quarantine birthday, came over with a bunch of goodies for me and the, the kind mm-hmm. of love that 
that she showed me is something that I want to make sure that on someone's birthday or Mm -hmm. that I could do something nice back to somebody for how that felt. Mm -hmm. I could take 10% of that feeling. And even though I will obviously uh, pay her back or just a fabulous friendship that we have, but also to find a way to do that for someone else, find a way to take that 10% of even what she did, which was so grand and bring someone flowers or a bottle of wine or just one portion of what she did for someone else, you know? And I think that's a way that you could do a modern day tithing. Right. There is a provision for making your tithe available for those who don't have it. So part of your tithe is to help those who do not have the resources to take care of themselves. So in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 27, it says here, As for the Levites resident in your towns, do not neglect them because they have no allotment or inheritance with you. Every third year you shall bring out the full tithe of your produce for that year and store it within your towns. The Levites, because they have no allotment or inheritance with you, as well as the residents, aliens, the orphans, and the widows in your town, you may come and eat their fill so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work that you undertake." So that's, you know, tithing, it sounds like it was maybe even like a social support system you know, kind of social security a little bit for the people of that time who were not as privileged, who didn't have the land to to farm or, or the animals, you know? So that's interesting. I didn't ever see it from that perspective. I think anything that anyone produces or makes or or does, um, even my comedy, I find time that, to do a certain show for free for a certain person. You know what I mean? I think that anyone who has any sort of ability can use that ability um, as a way to tithe. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the issues is now that it's a rule, it gets treated a bit the way we treat our taxes. So, Mm. one of the criticisms that Jesus had was how religious leaders were so particular about the exact amount they had to give versus seeing the charity to the poor as part of their faithful identity. So, do you want to read this scripture? Matthew 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites! For you tithe mint, dill, cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith, is to these you have practiced without neglecting the others. So Jesus is saying, you know what? Great. You brought your mint. You brought your dill. You brought your cumin. That's, that's fantastic. That's great. But you have forgotten about the things that Justice, that mercy, matter. faith. Right. That's right. And so, since that time, it's been something of an understanding in Jewish and Christian circles that 10% of our income should go to God. So, how do we give to God? So, I I mean, one of those ways that you gave recently, and we talked about this just privately, was you were helping a friend with a breakup. Right. You know, just being there for some people, uh, giving your time, your energy, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Even a hug is an energy transfer. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times if I'm at a convention and I'm meeting fans and going to meet friends and other people, there's so many people to meet on the internet mm-hmm. um, who have been supporters of mine forever. And when we see each other in those events, there's an energy transfer that's happening there. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. And and that has a, a value to yes, it. Yes, it does. And yeah. so people don't understand sometimes when you, you can't offer that kind of a, a thing up, when you can't be there for a certain person, when you have to check out mm-hmm. uh, on a certain person that's going through something. So that way, when you do do that thing, it's for a person who it matters. It is coming from who you are. You can't be there for everyone at the sake of your own thing. I think 10%, as much as people who maybe were looking at it spitefully and saying, oh, that's too much, there were people who would have given too much had God not only required 10%, there are people who would have gone too far. So giving it a focus like that 
kind of helps you be able to balance it either way, either giving more to meet up to it or giving less. So you're not giving too much that it's hurting your own family and yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the point of tithing is to remember that you've been blessed by God and uh, to pledge a portion of that, um, of what you get from God to be shared with those who are less fortunate or, or in just in need, or, you know, you recognize charity. There's a great uh, organization called volunteermatch.org that I really love where you type in everything that you're good at. You're like, I would like to cook. Um, I'm good at uh, teaching people how to read. And then you could put in all your strengths and then they will put it through a system, like uh, an algorithm that'll send you back things that you are perfect for to potentially uh, volunteer for. In my, in my Italian neighborhood, the, one of the things they would say is that uh, somebody would be like a merry loaf of bread, which meant <laughs> that she would cry she was hungry but have two loaf of breads under each arm. Like she'd be crying, just telling to somebody, I need, I need, I need to a person who's in need so they wouldn't have to give. Mm. And I think that a lot of times we get confused with being, with taxing as, as giving back and somehow how we give back to the community, but it has to come from a different place. I think it has to come Mm -hmm. from our abundance. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to give of our abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've, we've learned about where tithing originated with Abraham and how Jacob did it and then how it got codified into the law and our verse of the day, just going back to that second Corinthians or two Corinthians nine, seven, each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. So just give with joy and give where you see that it's needed and just, and give because it's freely given. Today for our love offering, since we're talking about tithing, do you need to make a donation somewhere? Where, where can you make a donation? It's up to you. Where's God calling on you to support today? Maybe it is your church. Maybe it's an LGBTQ nonprofit. Maybe it's directly a person in your circle, a person who's needy in your neighborhood, in your family. You got to do something, but you got to do it anonymously. Do it from the heart. Yeah. We're asking you as our love offering this week for you to just go out there and, and do just a moment of charity and keep it quiet. If you want to email us at pray at yashjesuspod.com and just say, hey, I did it. I'm not telling you what it is, but I did it. We will uh, shout you out. Yeah. And we're going to take a break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to see what Jesus has to say about tithing. Love it. And we're back. Let's find out what Jesus has to say about tithing. Well, Jesus has very little time for those who boast in their tithing. Ain't no Lord got time for that. Uh Uh-uh. So in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14, Jesus says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tenth of all my income. But the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all who humble themselves will be exalted. Those are the words of Jesus. I love the words of Jesus. <laughs> this is why I'm a Christian. He always gets me. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. Oh. The guy so, was just bragging and just saying, like, I'm the best. I'm great. Yeah. I gave it work. I am nothing like these thieves, these rogues, these adulterers, these homosexuals. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing like them, That Lord. tax collector. I give to the temple. 
Wow. Look at what I have done, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, bitch. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to put you in your seat. place right about now. Seats. Uh, so all again, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Mm, take it with you. But Jesus does praise anonymous giving in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Mm. And then Jesus praises the widow who gives the equivalent of a penny in Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. I've always loved this story. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury. And watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Okay, I'm, I, I have images of the guy who is the head of the U.S. Treasury right now and just thinking what a sweet moment this would be. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed it out of their abundance. But she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. And so Jesus is like, this is where it's at. This is what I bless. Mm. It's beautiful. I've always loved that story. So that's tithing, darlings. That is tithing. I this do is think how we do this it. This is a beautiful example, but I do think that sometimes when you're poor, you're used to being poor. And so it's easy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's not easier, but like you almost try to get rid of the money that you have on you. I remember I had this huge problem growing up of wanting to spend. Mm-hmm. Like I still have that problem. Well, but I mean like <laughs> in a, like literally in a way to get rid of everything I had. There's a movie called Barfly mm-hmm. that has Faye Dunaway and Mickey Rourke in it. And Mickey Rourke and Faye Dunaway play drunks in this movie. Mickey Rourke's out in front of the bar and he's about to get in a fight and the bartender puts a bet down on him that he's going to win. And then when it's over, he wins the fight, barely. He's a hot mess. And he comes into the bar and he sits down and the bartender goes, here's your half of the money. I won this because you won the fight, so I'll split it with you. And he goes, okay, give me a drink. And then he had more money on him. And he sees Faye Dunaway for the first time. He goes, buy her one too. And he gives him the money. He goes, ah, back to normal. Mm. You know. And I just want to tell young queer people also, just as a financial lesson, because tithing is a good thing, but also... A lot of you are on your own. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. uh, you have to build an amount, your fortune. You don't have to, there's other ways for you to give. Yeah. Like you have to make sure that you're safe. You have to make sure that you're building your money and, and just being without money is not the answer either. Right. You need to make money so you can amount wealth and then really help people. Yeah. I grew up on the prosperity gospel. And one of the things that I remember a preacher saying is if it doesn't meet your need, it's your seed brother. Okay. And Right. It's, what was that, we what love that, what our that mean? So if it doesn't meet your needs, so in other words, if it doesn't pay your water bill, if it doesn't pay your rent, then it's your seed to tithe. Mm. And I think that's manipulation in my opinion. So just like you were saying, like, if you don't have it, how else can you give? 
Mm-hmm. You know, what can you give your time? Can you give your skills? You know, like how else can There's you There's so give? many things that money can't buy. Yeah. And you have those gifts as well. Yeah. So we want to invite you as our love offering this week. How can you tithe this what week? What could you do? What can you give to your family, to your friends, to your loved one, your partner? What can you do? It could be as simple as honestly writing a letter to somebody, yeah. like uh, an elder or someone. It give a moment of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, could be just as valuable as money. Yeah. And so we want to invite you to do that. And if you feel led to share, we'll keep it anonymous. But we would love to be able to hear what you're doing and, and, and how God used that to minister to you or to others in your life. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God, we thank you for all that you have given to us. And we thank you for the opportunity to give, but also the opportunity to receive. And help us to understand those moments when we are able to give our money, our time, our skills, whatever it may be. But also help us to be able to understand and recognize those opportunities when we need to receive, because sometimes we just got to be the receiver. Mm -hmm. So, God, we thank you for all that you've given to us and all that you've blessed us with and for the friends and the community and the family. And as, as we give this charge to those who are listening, to go out and to tithe and to give or even just to receive, we pray that you will give your blessing to them and that they'll experience and feel that blessing in your presence and you will meet their needs. And as my parents said, that they'll have plenty more to put in store (laughs) and that they're free from debt. (laughs) I pray for all of your abundance. I pray for all of you to have the ability to be able to give the gifts that you have to other people and the humility to keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank our Lord for everything uh, that we are given. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all for joining us again this week. Yes, thanks for listening to another fabulous episode of Yash Jesus. Uh, you can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesus.com. Send us your praise reports and your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a, hey girl, we'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon, Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Until next time, this is Daniel Francesi. And I'm Azariah Southworth. God bless, and see you next time on Yash Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>